Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Catalyst for Courage podcast. Today is Halloween, the last day of October, and the beginning of what many of you may be anticipating to be another difficult holiday season. We don't always think of Halloween as an especially triggering or difficult holiday, but Halloween can be ridiculously hard for anyone who is grieving. In this episode, we will talk about why Halloween can be especially difficult for those of us who are going through infertility or pregnancy loss. And I'll also share a few ideas and tips with you to identify some ways you can really care for yourself, not only today, but throughout the holiday season. I hope this episode sparks courage and ignites hope for you in the week ahead and allows you to feel seen, valued, supported, and also lets you know that you are not alone. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Catalyst for Courage podcast. Each week, we'll be sharing practical tips, inspiring stories, and a whole lot of courage and hope for those of us in the trenches of infertility and pregnancy loss. I'm your host, Lindsay Blair. I'm a certified bereavement doula, trauma specialist, and fertility coach with a passion to support others with stories like mine. Together, we can make the shift from barely surviving to truly thriving, even in the midst of infertility and loss. You are not alone, friend. Let's dive in and ignite hope together. Anyone who has been through infertility or pregnancy or infant loss knows that the holidays can be really hard. When I was in the middle of my seven-year journey with infertility and recurrent pregnancy loss, I dreaded the holidays. I remember really investing a lot of emotional energy in preparing for Christmas and Thanksgiving, Mother's Day, Father's Day, my birthday, and even our anniversary. But one holiday that always seemed to catch me off guard was Halloween. I think some of the pain and grief that those of us who have experienced infertility or pregnancy loss is pretty obvious. It's a holiday widely centered on children. Children dressed up in princess dresses and superhero capes, filling our neighborhood streets with laughter, candy, and coordinating family or matching sibling costumes. For anyone who's gone through infertility, all of it is a reminder of what we are desperately waiting for, hoping for, or praying for. A baby to put in a pumpkin for a photo a tiny trick-or-treater's hand to hold, a bucket of candy to have to hide, or that coordinating family costume that you've been planning or dreaming about for years. For anyone who has lost a baby, it's all a reminder of your little trick-or-treater that you know is missing from the neighborhood streets. It should have been eight-year-old. It would have been kindergartner. A trick-or-treater who could have dressed as Elsa or Anna, as Batman or Superman, as a mermaid or a firefighter or even a ghost. For you, Halloween is yet another reminder of what could have been, what would have been, what really should have been. And as any of us who have lost a baby or someone we love know, we don't need Halloween to tell us that these reminders of what could have been, would have been, and should have been are all around us. They're everywhere. We lost our first baby to miscarriage just days after seeing their heart beating on the ultrasound screen in May of 2014. And then we lost our second in October, right before Halloween. I remember that first Halloween after knowing death in such a new, real, and intimate way, just feeling so much disgust and honestly deep hatred for every neighborhood or office Halloween decoration that insensitively and unapologetically reminded me of death and the losses that we had experienced. Halloween and all of its imagery was an inescapable reminder of my actual, experienced, real-life nightmare. While none of my nine babies I lost in pregnancy were ever placed in a coffin, buried in a cemetery, or given a headstone to visit, 
Seeing plastic headstones and empty coffins all over town still packed a real gut punch. Seeing them reminded me of the funerals we didn't get to have and the babies we didn't get to bury. The babies whose tiny features were never admired or kissed. The babies whose tiny bodies were never gently placed in a coffin, but instead ended up in toilets, trash cans, and in small plastic bags in a cold operating room, probably labeled biohazard waste. While my babies have no headstones or grave sites, I can only imagine how seeing these things around Halloween must feel to any bereaved parent who has had to pick out a tiny coffin or a headstone for their baby. To have to bury someone you love deeply, to visit their grave site, a place that you thoughtfully and lovingly chose for them as a place of rest and peace. To then see plastic headstones and skeletons and empty coffins all over town depicted in such a scary and frightening way, it just feels exponentially cruel. I think for me, even worse than depicting cemeteries and coffins in a scary or frightening way was when I would see death portrayed in almost a cutesy or funny way. The first thing that comes to mind on this is a particular Halloween t-shirt that I see used to make Halloween pregnancy announcements or that pregnant women will wear during the Halloween season. I see it every single year. You probably do too, and you may already know the one that I'm talking about. The shirt has the woman's skeleton, ribcage, and arm bones on it, sometimes with a little heart where her heart would be. And then it also has a baby skeleton in her belly. Sometimes I've seen it where the baby skeleton even has a a little pink bow or something like that on it. And I've seen it sometimes where the shirt might say, mommy to be, or something like that. It's meant to be cute. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to be in the spirit of Halloween. But as anyone who has experienced pregnancy loss knows, there's nothing cute or funny about being pregnant with death. Seeing that maternity shirt was probably the most painful Halloween trigger of all for me because I knew that whoever was wearing it was pregnant with a baby that was very much alive and probably had no idea what it was like to be pregnant with a baby who was dead. That feeling of knowing that a death, or even that multiple deaths, occurred inside of my own body, for me it felt like my body was a coffin, only I couldn't just bury the coffin and leave it in the cemetery. I was forced to carry it with me, everywhere, all the time. When I was in the hardest parts of my journey, Halloween and everything about it just felt so hypocritical. Everyone else seemed to be able to really enjoy and have fun with all the imagery of death around Halloween. But for them, it wasn't real. But for many of us, it isn't just imagery. The death is real. Halloween is different from some of the other difficult or triggering holidays because we can't necessarily just skip it, hide from it, or even choose to avoid it. Sure, I mean, we can skip the parties if we want to, but Halloween isn't just something we go to. Halloween and all the triggers that come with it come to you. They come to your home, they knock on your front door, they ring your doorbell, over and over and over again. So what do you do? How can you love and care for yourself on Halloween? I think the obvious answer is you can do whatever feels right for you. Maybe you're in a place where you feel up to celebrating Halloween. Maybe giving out candy is something that excites you or brings you joy. Maybe there's a costume party and a costume you've already picked out that you're really excited to wear. I certainly don't want to put a damper on your Halloween plans. And if Halloween isn't something that you're struggling with, I'm really, really excited that you get to partake and enjoy in a fun, festive Halloween. 
But if you're not in that place, if you don't want to have to feel like you're having to muster up the ability to hold it all together the next time someone knocks on your door or rings your doorbell, the first defensive move might be to turn off your front porch lights and even remove any decorations that could invite trick-or-treaters to knock on your door. Even if it's not Halloween-specific decor, you could always just bring in your doormat that says welcome. Bring in all your pretty pumpkins. and Make your house as uninviting as possible. Most parents steer their children away from homes that have the lights off and that aren't decorated for Halloween. You could even go as far as putting a sign in your front yard that says, no candy here, we are not home. Whatever works for you, I support you. Maybe you don't want to answer the door for trick-or-treaters, but maybe you still kind of want to be in the spirit and put some candy out. You could always stick a bowl of candy somewhere on a little table in your yard or even on your front doorstep. The kids can just walk up and take a piece of candy and go to the next house. I know kids aren't usually the best with self-control, so there is the chance that one or two kids will walk away with your entire bowl of candy, but do whatever feels right for you. If you want to participate in some way, if you want to participate in all the ways, or if you just want to skip Halloween. Truly, you're not being a witch if you honor your needs and care for yourself. The next thing I would suggest is to treat yourself in some way. Halloween obviously feels like mostly one big bag of tricks for those of us in the midst of infertility and pregnancy loss. So take advantage of any opportunity that you can to have a treat. Maybe you go out for dinner or book a massage. Maybe you go to the movies, somewhere where it's dark, no one will talk to you. Or maybe you stay at home, turn off all your lights, and build a blanket for it with your partner. You can light a candle, pour yourself a glass of wine, pop some popcorn, and watch a movie. My husband and I started building blanket forts in our bonus room at some point during our journey, and honestly, it's been the sweetest tradition that we still do today. In fact, we just built a blanket fort last night, had a glass of wine, and watched a TV show. It really is the best. Somehow, a blanket fort just makes everything a little bit better. Blanket forts aren't just for kids. And remember, Halloween candy isn't just for kids either. You don't need my permission, and you don't need to justify enjoying a few pieces of candy. But if you needed another reason to splurge on your favorite candy bar, studies have shown that eating a few pieces of chocolate stimulates your body to produce serotonin and dopamine, which are those amazing reward system neurotransmitters in our brain that help us to feel good, and they actually lower stress levels. Dark chocolate specifically also contains flavonoids in arginine, which can also boost your mood. Plus, if you're trying to conceive, eating dark chocolate can also help to promote blood flow to the uterus and the ovaries. Raw cocoa beans are loaded with iron, calcium, zinc, magnesium, and potassium, all important minerals that help maintain hormonal balance and optimize egg and sperm health. But again, I hope you don't feel like you need an excuse or that you need to find a way to justify eating some candy. Even if there were zero health benefits to eating chocolate, I would still 100% encourage you to have a treat this Halloween. Maybe you're not a chocolate lover like me, and chocolate isn't really your thing. Maybe you'd rather have something sour, something juicy, or something spicy. Maybe you feel really disconnected and you don't even know what sounds good to you. If you're unsure, I challenge you to take a few minutes, sit with yourself, and just ask, what would taste really good to me right now? What is my body telling me? 
Am I craving something hot or something cold? Something savory or something sweet? Something soft or something crunchy? Something sour, rich, mild, or spicy? Something fruity or something nutty? Really spend some time. Ask yourself. Listen to your body. Identify something that you're craving and treat yourself to it. Listening to our bodies, honoring what they are telling us, and giving ourselves what it is that we really want or need is just one really great way to love and take care of yourself. No matter what you decide to do this year, definitely give yourself some grace. Whether you're going through infertility, have experienced pregnancy or infant loss, or have even experienced both infertility and loss, there is very real grief and very real loss there. It's okay to do whatever it is that you need. And whatever you need might be totally different than what I need or what anyone else needs. You do what you need. Maybe you need more support this holiday season. Halloween is just the first of many holidays approaching over the coming weeks. If you feel like you need more support, I am excited to let you know that Catalyst for Courage will be offering a holiday support group again this year, launching in November and taking us through the first or second week of January. In the group, we'll cover topics like preparing for and navigating grief triggers, coming up with strategies and coping skills to help manage those triggers, managing expectations, both for ourselves and others, creating and setting healthy boundaries, navigating relationship challenges, creating a strong support system, and caring for your body, heart, mind, and soul. You can learn more about holiday support groups, and the signups are now open at catalystforcourage.com slash holiday support. You can also find the link in the show notes for this episode. Signups will close in mid-November or when all the slots are filled. So if this sounds like something that would be helpful to you, I would highly encourage you go ahead and sign up. I really hope to see you there. I hope you have a gentle Halloween and that you can find the courage and freedom to care for yourself and find support in whatever way you need. Until next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this is your first time listening and you're new to Catalyst for Courage, I would love to invite you to connect with us over on Instagram at Catalyst for Courage and to sign up for our newsletter at catalystforcourage.com. In both of these spaces, we share even more courage and hope as well as helpful information, tools, and resources to support you wherever you are on your journey. If you loved this episode, please let us know by leaving a review and don't forget to click subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Until next time, friend.